Um, so here's what I just don't understand. So did you want to talk about this, or did you just want to complain about all of the past home inspectors you've had? All right, welcome back, everybody, to the Looks Good from My House podcast. Um, so if you're listening and you are coming back, there's about 20 of you. We've got about 20 listeners. Yeah, that's pretty yeah. awesome. That's impressive. It's not like the couple thousand like we were hoping for. But hey, better than nothing. Uh, we gotta. Uh, we're gonna try something new this time. We're gonna do a whole uh, episode about a certain topic, and the topic I picked for this episode is going to be about technology, different technologies involved in construction. And so uh, we're gonna have about three topics for you today and a tool review. So Woo. let's just dive right into it. I'm Brian, and I'm here with Will. And the first topic we're going to get into is the Cybertruck. And why did you want to talk about that? Do you like the Cybertruck? Um, I was watching the thing whenever they first rolled it out. And yeah, that thing got my attention. <laughs> I was like, holy crap. That thing is awesome. Uh, the more that they talked about all of its special features and everything... And the interior, that thing looks so cool. Yeah. Well, and there's, I mean, there's a lot of stuff that's just Tesla. Like, it's not Tesla truck. Because one of the things, you know, when you're, if you're making a car, it takes a lot to make it. Well, mm. what Tesla's got is basically an electronic skateboard. Meaning, like, they've got all their batteries, all their power, all their engines, everything is just on a chassis. Mm -hmm. And they can just build from that now, which is super smart. You know, it's completely different than a lot of automakers. So what's cool is that they can throw these things together and say they're coming out quick. But what's not cool is they can throw these things together and say they're coming out quick. I'm not sure it's coming out soon. Really? Yeah. It's supposed to be here in 2020 uh, or 2021. This is supposed to be the first release, um, which they're going to release first, supposedly, the one I'm excited about, which is the tri-motor which it means it's got just a lot more power than the other options. Are you going to get it? I don't think so, but I want to. <laughs> so, okay, so I love the interior. Yeah. I don't like the bed because we're talking about construction workers here. So if you bought that truck for construction, I think it'd be hard to get tools and stuff in there. It's just not shaped. How many people actually haul a bunch of tools in their truck bed? The, this guy. How big is your truck bed? Six foot. I'm pretty sure it's bigger than yours. Yeah, but uh, mine is designed that I can have a toolbox in there. Yeah, you can too. You just set it down in there. In there? That's obnoxious. Or I want to be able to reach over the side and open my toolbox. Hmm. That's why I buy little trucks. I don't like like full-size trucks. Like, I wouldn't like your truck, even though, yes, your truck has way more power than mine. <laughs> we'll give that. But Mine was way cheaper you than yours. You would literally have to buy, climb in the bed just to get your tools. Hmm. I don't know. I think you set up like a roller thing, like because I've seen um, one of my friends does HVAC, mm -hmm. and he's got it set up where Is he literally no. That's what Tanner has. Tanner oh, does he? That. Yeah. No, it's uh, Dylan, but uh, he just he's got it all set up, and he just rolls it out, and it's perfect. And he's got the little because he's got a camper shell. He's I was got gonna little say, pop if you do things. that, you do need a camper shell. But I don't. I mean, I think it's functional, especially a lot of guys pull a trailer mm -hmm. rather than load stuff in their bed because I think one of the things that's changed about trucks and especially with that it's a big four-door truck 
I think guys are using them for their personal vehicle and to haul their family around. Um, whereas I think it used to be like you would have an old work truck that you'd have just loaded down with tools all the time. You never took it anywhere except for to work. And I think it's changed. I think people are pulling a little like four and a half foot trailer. And I asked him, I was like, what's up with that? Why don't you use your truck bed? And it was that exact thing. He's like, we use this truck all the time, me and my kids and my family. He's like, I don't want to have a bunch of tools rolling around and have to take them out. So, so I think it's appealing to a newer version of construction workers. Um, I, didn't, I like that you Also, up, Tesla doesn't care about construction I workers. I like that you brought up... Well, then why are they making a truck? Because everybody's buying trucks. Yeah. And mainly people because they haul their tools no. and different construction no. material. In it. Absolutely not. What else would you put in there? Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> people buy trucks just to buy trucks now but anyway so i like that you brought up about polar trailer because that was something i was curious about like after they'd already introduced the truck and stuff i was like wait they if they're doing all this fancy cool sp stuff with it there's got to have some kind of wacky crazy looking tow hitch or and oh you know i haven't even seen that yeah, yeah so i looked it up oh it's just a little hitch yeah it's boring it's nothing cool well it's stupid I was disappointed. Oh, that's the one where Elon was driving around. Oh, that's yeah. Um, anyway, so, so yes, at first I really liked uh, the look of the truck, but then I got to think about it more, and I saw this concept art that someone drew up, and it made me realize the more like I've been seeing this truck, the more I don't like the look of it. Yeah. And I just want to show you this concept art real quick. Yeah, I've seen this one. You have seen yeah. that? And it just, like, I can post this on Instagram so everyone else can see what we're talking about. But just somebody drew up, like, four different concept arts of the truck with just changing the lines just a little bit on the side. Because I think it looks awesome from the front. It looks fine from the back. But the, the side profile, like, after a while, it does look kind of boring and... So, like, whatever these uh, concept arts that someone did, just change the lines and have it a little bit more sleek design. And I think it makes it look so much better. That's true. Well, and I don't know how familiar you are with concept cars, but most people that pay attention to, like, concept cars, they know that that's not what's going to be released. That is just what you throw out there and then you start changing it. That, what he did, that wasn't a release. That was a, hey, this is what we're up to. Oh, have they said that? Is, is the, the whatchamacallit, Cybertruck just a concept truck? I think it is. Because if you saw the Tesla Model S, it looked well, pr pretty funky. And then I, when it came out, it looked really cool. Yeah, but they're taking people's money for it already. How can it's you be taking money and then change it? Uh, I think this is exactly what's going to come I don't out. think so. Well, so if you do a little research on Tesla itself, they do this all the time. Tesla is basically losing money all the time. And the only way for them to continue to make stuff is to get more influx of money. I think this was just a big publicity stunt. And the $100 deposits that people are putting down, he's going to go to an investor and say, hey, look, there's 200,000 people that want to buy this, but I don't know. Can't, I can't make it yet. I just need some money. That's what I think is happening. But maybe we'll see him on Shark Tank. Yeah, that would be funny. 
<laughs> I have this truck. <laughs> so as excited as I am about the Cybertruck, something they haven't put out still, and they've been promising for two years, is a Tesla Roadster, which is supposed to go, it's supposed to have the same power of the biggest model of this truck. So it's supposed to have like 800 horsepower, 1,200 pounds to work. They never came out with that? No. I heard about it probably like five years ago. And guess what the deposits on those were? $100. Oh, really? And those people still haven't got their cars. So that's, that's what ridiculous. I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> because the Roadsters aren't a money-making thing. And I don't think this, I don't think this is a money-making thing either. I think this is one of, you know, because he's kind of crazy. I like it, but I think he's kind of crazy. I think this is one of those things. I don't think he's planning on making money. I think he was just trying to make a name. Or maybe he's trying to distract us from the fact that he still has lots of other but people's I money. I think it's awesome. I, I do too, and I think it should be I a thing. I think it would make money, especially in the U.S. Well, I think Ford is putting out an F-150 um, electric coming up here I pretty quick. everyone's coming out with it. I think they're going something. to. I Makes sense. I have kind of my own bias on switching everybody over to electric because I don't think I don't think it's feasible. Um, as far as I mean, power load on systems, we're not set up for that. Like you're you're not set up for every single house to be charging one of those every night. Now in our area, it's probably not a big deal. LA or New York, where they already have power outages, and then you throw a million of these things into the mix. That's why everyone needs to ride a bicycle. Well, that's or ride public transportation. Um, this chair like creaks a lot. It might sound like it in there. I haven't heard it yet. Okay, it was due to whatever. All right, I think we're done with this topic. I do like it though. Like to sum up, I do like it, and even in its current form, if it releases exactly like that, if I could afford it, I would probably buy one because I've always wanted a Tesla, and now you're talking about a very high-end version of a Tesla that's only supposed to be seventy thousand. See, okay, I like number three. Yeah, I think this concept art because that could put a toolbox in it. That's that's the main kicker with me is I I love having a toolbox and because uh, this with how it is now it has these sloped rails on the side and you can't put a toolbox on that but this concept art three has flat rails on the side for the bed and uh, I, I still I, I still like it better. I still argue that point because I think you if you're gonna buy a Tesla truck you're gonna be someone that really likes technology. So if you're going to put a toolbox in there, it's going to be on an electric rail. You're going to push a button. It's going to bring the tools to you. Yeah, but 10 years from now, whenever people are trading in their trucks and you want to buy a 10-year-old Tesla truck, that and so it'll be way cheaper, it's going to be useless if you are trying to use it for construction. Are you their market? Are you going to buy one? Just curious. I'm not trying to be a smart looker, but... I don't know. I really like Toyotas. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. Good point. I'm I, just, I'm not trying to like push the issue, but I don't think you're their market. I don't think they were, they were for you. I just, I don't. Not in a bad way. Just, I, I don't I think they're trying to appeal to so, us. They're not trying to appeal to construction workers. They're I think it's to supposed to, to be, yeah, it's the guys that are buying 2,500 pickups and not even putting like, a hitch on it. Like Ford Raptors. It's the people who buy Ford Raptors. Absolutely. Now, okay, I would agree with that. <laughs> if, you are, if you would go buy a Raptor and just use it to drive to work, you are the, the person yeah. that they're trying to target with this. I think the Ford and there's Raptors a bunch so of us, stupid. There's Everything a bunch of us that Ford are kind of tied up into it and very excited about it. 
I don't know. I like the Raptor. Not as a working pickup truck, but as a vehicle, I no, do like it. I think it's. Ret- I think everything about it is idiotic. Why? It looks awesome. But the price of it is way more Cheaper than you could build that truck. No. Absolutely. Absolutely not. How many cars have you had that are project cars that you actually try to do a long travel suspension on? Lots of power. I mean, you're talking $15,000 worth of suspension. You buy an F-150 base model for what, 40? And then try and get it up to a Raptor? You're not going to do it for the money. You but it's better. a purpose-built truck. Better. Nah, no. The problem anyway. is Fox charges too much for their suspension. Maybe. But the, <laughs> I mean, ultimately, it was built for exactly what people are using it for. There was never supposed to be a guy that was actually going to pull a trailer. It's always going to be somebody who doesn't really need it but wants a truck. Somebody that just, like, rides mountain bikes or somebody who's, like, a, a realtor that needs something that can get around but doesn't need to pull a trailer. Because, I mean, like, the... The towing capacity on those is nothing. Really? You um, know what it is about? I don't remember, but I looked it up. Towing capacity, I want to say is it was it like... Is it at least 10,000? No. No, really? I think it was like five. Oh, that's And bad. then the... That's uh, less than my truck. The payload was really, really low. Like 1,800 or 2,500 pounds. This is not an older model, though. So I don't mm. know what the new stuff's doing, but... Okay, let's let's get out of these pickups. We yeah, pickups we will get tied up in anything with cars. We will get tied up in it okay. in a circle with okay. me at least. So maybe you never bring up cars you're so again. stubborn. You'd never agree with me. I agreed with you that it was cool. And I agreed with you that it's, you're not their target audience. And that they don't care about you. They <laughs> really I, don't care about me either. If I had Toyota either. emblem on it, I'd like it more. Which is funny since Toyota was a, like one of the ones leading to head toward electronic technology and just decided to bail. The problem is they put it all in the Prius, and the Prius is just ugly to some people. It's a hybrid, though. Yeah. Like, this is all electric. But they're going that way. Uh, Okay, so, subject two, I want to talk about robots. Okay. So, uh, in the last few years, there's actually been um, quite a bit of advancement as far as robots, and they're trying to integrate robots in construction. And there's been two really big ones that have been talked about lately and like have had huge advancements in it. Uh, one of them is rebar tying for bridges and stuff. Oh. Where they like, they, there's a robot called the tie bar. No, wait, no, tie bot. My, my, oh, okay. my mistake. Uh, I have a picture here, I'll show it to you. Uh, what do they do is they set it up and it runs off the rails on a bridge. Yeah. And it's just like almost like a CNC machine where it just goes by to every little section where there's rebar and just ties it. Um, it's not very fast. I actually think it's slower than a person, but the difference is it can run all night long. And uh, interesting. So I just thought that was cool. And I was thinking, I was like, I wonder if this is going to be the future. Uh, of construction are we going to start integrating more robots in uh into construction are you asking me first or are you gonna you got more well like what do you do you have anything to say i think absolutely it's going to be there um i think there's lots of trades not going to get there though Mm -hmm. i not not within my lifetime which or possibly my kid's lifetime i don't i just don't see the technology moving fast enough for some um, like what you're showing me, obviously we'll, we'll put it up there. That thing is moving on a very even, 
plane, like it's able to predict everything that it's doing is the exact same thing. There's no real decision making. And I think that's where the stuff's going to do one of two things. Either it's you're going to start running into problems where people are going to have to go back behind the robot and fix stuff. Or there's going to be tasks it can't do, if that makes sense. Because mm-hmm. there's certain times that you, there's judgment calls. I mean, imagine if they're like even, I don't know, if they figure out a way to put in HVAC or put in electric with robots. Imagine that they're doing a remodel and they the plans show xyz and they actually show up to the room and the i-beams are going the wrong way and the robot's just in there like trying to put it in because it can't can't make that decision oh wait we need to change up this entire room i just i don't think that's going to be there for a very long time the one thing i have seen was the drywall hanging robot i don't know if you saw that i've never seen that it's intense really yeah it's kind of scary um i don't think man i don't know but I, what I do know is if they get technology going, nobody will ever complain about alien residents that are taking all of the jobs <laughs> anymore. It'll never be a discussion again because, for example, that thing that you're talking about probably could take the job of 10 people. Well, here's the thing. Yeah, I think I watching the video, I was like, oh, man, that's cool. That like That is like helpful and stuff. Also, but... talk about something that sucks. Have you ever seen those guys twisting those things oh yeah i've just seen them like on the pool and it's just like they just look like they hate life well see okay so yes that this machine is cool but just like you're saying it can only be used on bridges it takes a 40 foot trailer to haul it who knows how many people to set up this one machine this machine alone costs eight hundred thousand dollars and it's just like at what point does this actually start saving time and money? Toward accuracy, possibly you could make a argument toward um, trying to do certain specifications. Because if it's supposed to be, like, they're supposed to be twisted and torqued down to 11 and a half pounds per the engineer's thing. It's just wires. Well, I'm just saying, though, <laughs> if you're trying to, that's, I think that's the argument for that, maybe, is accuracy. And like you said, if it can work all night, and doesn't charge overtime. Mm-hmm. Maybe, like every state buys one of those. You know, mm-hmm. maybe that's what they're going for. And Except like, for those states like Kansas and Nebraska that don't even need bridges. Well, there's that. <laughs> or those like te- four times or whatever. But whatever. Uh, I have something here that I think is more exciting than the Tybot, and this is the Makita, a oh, battery-operated nice. tying tool. Huh. Yeah. And how much is that? That is... Does it have a price yet? That is 1800 Whew, that's so expensive. That is so expensive. <laughs> but, I mean, if this catches on, because uh, I just think that's cool, because that'll save on your... It holds a spool of wire in the back, and you just put it in the spot, click the button, and it wraps it around a few times, bam. So it's like, I think that's cooler than the TieBot. Yeah, uh, I think it's a different market though too, possibly. Because I that the people tie rebar that is about as slim of a market as it gets. <laughs> I think the other one is purpose built for bridges, uh-huh. and I think there's probably something we're missing, because you're not going to set that up to do a pool like that. What you just showed me, that's mm-hmm. definitely for like the pool guys, yeah. the guys that's building why I think concrete the tie walls. Stupid. It can only do. One I thing. agree. I'm not arguing with that. 
But I think the company that's going to go spend $800,000 on that bridge thing, they know why they need it. You can't see my air quotes, but need it. Yeah, yeah. It's going to be... But that is crazy. On road work because yeah, how crazy though? So eight hundred thousand dollars. That means you could pay one guy a hundred thousand dollars for eight years doing that work. I guarantee you could find somebody to do that. And then by the end of eight years, you'll have to do repairs on that machine. Well, speaking of that, I have another robot I would like to talk about. Okay. We are going to talk about Sam. Sam is the semi-automated mason. This is a robot, and it's, it's throwing out some impressive numbers. You, it can, oh, so a normal bricklayer on a good day could probably do about a thousand bricks in an eight-hour shift. This thing is pumping out three thousand bricks on a wall, and it's like every, great every time, awesome. So yeah, that sounds impressive. Here's the kicker: it takes two people to run this machine. Oh, so you're already lost. Because you have to put the brick in the machine, you have to make the mud, fill it with the mortar, and you also have to go behind the machine and strike your joints. So the only thing you're eliminating is know-how, though. So now you can have two guys that are making 875 an hour mm. that are just loading bricks. Though. And uh, it, uh, well, I don't think that's the case because it takes... A lot like someone really smart because it, it runs off a laser system and so, oh, so you it takes set up a... probably an hour just to set up the lasers you can only run it on special scaffolding like hydraulic scaffolding the normal um can it work in the dark i don't know i didn't ask that let me go ask so, the robot. let me go ask the robot hey <laughs> so here's where i think it would work is like enormous construction. Yeah, that, and that if, is literally the only thing it's Yeah, it would have to be like enormous. And did you say it was 3,000 in an eight-hour shift? Was that comparable? Mm -hmm. So if it could do three eight-hour shifts and keep running, so it's yeah, running 24 it's hours a day. But it still has to run, have two people running it. No one's going to do done. that. I'm not done. I'm not done. So you, as someone who knows what you're doing, decides to go and buy this. You train two, well, I guess you would need... Six. Six. <laughs> Six guys now. I don't know. I'm sure the numbers work out somewhere. And again, I bet it's an accuracy thing. And how it's probably easier to find somebody to go behind it and scrape the bricks out than to find somebody who can actually lay it right. Probably easier to teach someone how to put bricks in and how to set up the laser than to teach them how to lay the brick. But here's Do the you other think that's problem. true or false? Yes, I think it is easier, but the other issue is I think it's harder to train someone how to set up that machine than it is how to... Like, well, you're not... I mean, that's when you have one guy to set it up right, and then the... Uh, yeah, but then, then you're just, saying you then, need three guys. No, we're up to seven now. Yeah. No, I'd say because you need three shifts of eight. Well, once you get it set up, surely it... But the other issue is it only lays on long, straight walls. Right. You, it can't do a corner. It can't do the corner at all? No. Hmm. So no matter what, you're still going to need regular bricklayers, regular masons there. So maybe the guy that sets it up is also a really good mason. He can do the corners. Like, I'm just trying to figure this out where it's there, where it works. Give him the benefit of the doubt, right? So he knows how to set it up, and he knows how to do the corners. 
So maybe he sets it up on this huge wall, walks away for a day, and hopes that nothing goes wrong. <laughs> <laughs> well, the other two guys are running. The other two guys are just loading it with bricks. And the and problem stuff. is, if you're hiring some like cheapo, what, $15 an hour dudes to like run this machine, it would have to be cheaper than that. It would have to be your minimum wage people, or it wouldn't be profitable. Well, the only jobs you're going to be using these this thing is on a union job. I guess that's true. So then you're so talking then like thirty dollar an hour dudes running this. <laughs> well, I mean, you could be in a, a spot where you don't have to have a union, because there's certain places. I think even St. Louis just lost unions, didn't they? I don't know. But I know they voted on it a few years ago when I was in the union, and it actually passed that they to abolish unions in Missouri. But well, it doesn't. The, but then the governor came in and said, "Nah, I don't care that you guys voted for this. I'm vetoing your vote." Well, it I think it was they were trying to get rid of them, mm-hmm. and I think they're like, "No, you can't just go in and shut down businesses, because the unions are a business. You can't just vote and then they just disappear." I think what they said is no, you can't vote on that. You've got to go. You can say that we don't have to hire union people, but you can't say that unions can't exist. Because unions are just a group of people that agree, right? Unions are Basically. just mob. They're just they mob were. bosses. They were. They I don't know if they are. still are. Oh, trust me. You would... I could do a whole episode. We're getting a union well, we're guy going on to. the show. We're planning to, right? So stay tuned, guys. If you want to hear about the union, we're going to have a special episode coming up soon where we have someone from the union come and join us, and we're going to talk all about from it. From the union. From the union. <laughs> not a union. I'm not sure what the union is, but they are coming from the union. Yeah, the main one. <laughs> the um, union. Anyways, so uh, to... Oh, I I can tell you the best part about the uh, the um semi automated mason. Two million dollars. Takes a while to add that up, huh? Yeah. What does a bricklayer make? Fifty grand a year? Like say somewhere like that's a high end probably. Oh my goodness, we're talking like twenty years. So you're and there's no way that robot's gonna last twenty years without breaking down, just to make up the difference. Of one of replacing one bricklayer, they wouldn't make it for no reason, though. I mean, they might. It's just some yeah. nerds. <laughs> what what is that? Massachusetts uh, Institute. Wait, what is that? MIT. Like, MIT. Yeah, that's it. It's just some nerds up there to decide to make it and be like, "Hey, guys, look how cool this thing is! I made." It's just, it's gonna I think it is money. telling that they made it, and it can't can't do the whole job. I think that is telling that it wasn't somebody coming from the perspective of it actually replacing stuff. Well, anywho, I have a different invention that I feel like is more impactful to masonry than that robot. And this is Milwaukee. That is the nine inch battery powered hot saw. That's insane actually. Yeah, I watched it work. Oh, it's so cool. Because like now you could be just like easily making your brick cuts right there. The bricklayer can just be like, all right, hand me saw, wink. Like not have to move from the scaffolding. Don't need a cord up on the scaffolding. Easy cheesy. That is going to produce or increase production way more than Off some Off an 18 robot. volt? Yep. How on earth? Well, Milwaukee's throwing out 12 amp batteries. That's crazy. Like Does it run off one battery? Well, uh, you know how like Makita, DeWalt, and all that stuff are throwing out these tools that take two batteries? Right. 
Milwaukee just makes bigger batteries. Their 12 amp 18 volt is huge. Yeah. Well, that's just to make it last longer though. I'm uh -huh. I'm amazed that it can do it can run an electric motor off of that that's that big. Right. You'd think it would require more volts. Not I'm not talking capacity of the battery. I'm just talking like I can't that's just crazy that it can run off of that small amount of power. Yeah. It's it, got to um, be I don't know. So like the other cool thing is I saw that Milwaukee makes a uh, like a, a um, like a weed sprayer, or like a big old backpack one. So it's a water can water tank. Yeah. And you can hook that up to the saw. So then you have dust free cuts. See, that was gonna be my that was gonna volts. be my other thing because I was like, you said, hand me the saw, and we're all just hanging out and laying bricks. Uh -huh. And I hate being around it when they're cutting those bricks. So if you're gonna make it that portable and where you're gonna be doing it, it needs to have something like that, which yep. obviously they know what they're that. talking about. <laughs> Gosh, Milwaukee, they're so cool. They are, they are. So, yeah. Can't make so, a tape measure, but. To, um, to round out this little section, robots, they're coming to construction, but I think battery powered stuff is still way better. I could see that. Battery's yeah. the future, robots, Far future. <laughs> so battery powered tools, but not trucks. Is that what we're going with? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. <laughs> no. <laughs> that could that could be a long time talking about that. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> All right. So one last thing I want to talk about real quick, um, just because I find this interesting. I was thinking, I was like, you know, they don't have very much video games about construction. And then I was kind of thinking about some of the different ones. I have absolutely no interest in this. Yeah. What do you think would be like a video game about construction? Like the biggest one out there? Take a guess. I have absolutely no interest in this. No? The greatest, the biggest, the one closest thing to construction that I would want to do with a video game is oh. like SimCity. Like when yeah, I was a kid, I played like SimCity 2000. I find that interesting, yeah. I do find that interesting, but I, as far as like on a, a micro scale, like, oh, you put this screw here, you do this, that, I no. have absolutely no interest in um, that. Uh, but like, I don't know where you're going with this, so I'm not trying to... Well, like I was watching The Sims and like the, the Sims video game. Which, yeah. But the house design of that game is insane. I have never seen like... A system that's designed for um, uh, I think you're missing designing one. houses that was as depth as designing the houses on this game. So what's I that was so cool? That was way more fun than caring about your stupid people. So I think you're missing an enormous one though. What? One that's probably on every single kid's iPad, probably on half the teenagers' nope. iPad. I bet I'm not missing. You got it. Okay. Yeah. yeah. The number one game for it's Minecraft, isn't it? Minecraft. Yeah. You know how much money Minecraft made already? I don't. I can't either. I searched forever. I couldn't figure <laughs> it out. The closest thing I could come up with is if they sold every uh, if every um, unit of that game sold for an average of fifteen dollars, that Minecraft <laughs> will have made one point six five billion dollars. Who owns that? Is there a company? Is it uh, just Microsoft, Microsoft bought it? Microsoft bought it. Oh. Which is kind of weird because I think Microsoft bought that and Mahjong for like two billion dollars. Mahjong still going? I guess. So I love that so, game as a kid, man. Yeah. So apparently, 
Minecraft needs to keep on kicking it out if they're gonna get their yeah. money back, huh. which it can. I think they'll come oh, back. Oh yeah. More, more well, games. and I didn't even think about it because Anar is not quite there yet. Like I, I mean, as far as using that one, mm -hmm. she probably could be. We probably could download it, but, but I just I remember like there was this kid. She has a piano class, and there was this kid that was waiting for his class because his brother was in this one. And he's just sitting there, I mean, just glazed over like when I was a kid playing Super Nintendo. And he's just sitting there building stuff. So yeah, I would, that is crazy. So I guess I have to re recant my statement there. But I still, I don't know. But it is true. I mean, they literally take blocks and they're building. Yeah. Uh, maybe Minecraft is actually going to keep construction alive. Maybe. I, um, what do you want to do? Well, I really like Minecraft. Yeah. You can build houses. What? They do that in real life? <laughs> it's like it's like better graphics. So oh my god, it's like I'm all exactly here. I've never, I've never played Minecraft. I, yeah, I, I haven't like, either. There's no way I could pay attention to that. But there's a game called Ark. And it is like way more depth. It's kind of like a survival game where you have to go out there. You have like a hatchet. And you have to cut down trees. And you have to go find different twine and stuff. And you build a hut. And then you go out and you search for different material and stuff. And once you find different material, you can start building metal stuff or like stone stuff. And like Age I of Empires, super interesting. But here's the kicker with that game: on the island where you're searching for all this stuff, there's also dinosaurs that are attacking you. <laughs> yeah, that's a different game. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I will say this though: like the designing, like. It is such a super in-depth thing. You like you can build refrigerators, you can build all this cool stuff and like the building of it is just I found it so awesome. So why don't they just do that? Why don't they make more video games that are just about building stuff? I'd buy it. Really? Yeah. I mean the the dinosaurs are just like the cherry on top. Mm. See, I think my problem is one I don't want to do what I do for a living when I get home. Two, I don't play video games anymore because I don't have time. Last night, actually, I did play video games. We played Donkey Kong Country 2 on Super Nintendo with my daughter. Aww. But it's a good one. I don't, I don't have the time like I used to. Like, because I used to play games and you'd have like forty or seventy hours tied up in it, and you're like three quarters of the way through on like PlayStation and stuff. Mm -hmm. But I just, I don't have that capacity. For prolonged time anymore yeah i do <laughs> yeah no i understand it, it just so happens when you don't have a grass to mow or anything to fix or children to with diapers to change that's true you got a lot of time yeah we may need to pause this i gotta pee oh my god yeah okay oh hey we're back and i am currently empty of my liquids that's and I'm, actually, I'm not a coffee too you know what? Let's some... go back to our last um, our last episode. And why is there no coffee pot on this job site? There is a coffee pot. Well, There's just no coffee. There's no coffee. <laughs> okay, so we're going to hop on into the last segment of this episode, the tool review. And this tool is staying in line with our, um, our theme for the podcast of... Technology. We have a new technology coming in. This is a battery-powered framing gun. This is the Metabo 18-volt uh, framing nailer. Brushless. Brushless. 
What uh, is the big, I don't know enough about, what's the biggest difference between brushed and brushless? Obviously brushes are missing from somewhere, but I've never actually looked up what that means. Do you know? I don't know much either, except that brushes are the thing that wear out the most in your tools. Like, so this is just, makes it so that your tools are gonna last longer because it's like more of a compression. So is it actually within the electric motor? Well, I don't mm -hmm. know enough about this to talk about it, but yeah, I'd have to look it up. But I, yeah, I mean, I'm not perfect. Or I, I'm not perfect. I'm That's not for perfect. sure. I'm not Jesus. I don't think anybody in the world is like, oh, you know who the perfect guy is? Oh, wait. Well, maybe Wendy says that. But. <laughs> Anyways, yeah. So before this tool, the, the go-to as far as hoseless framing guns has always been the pass load. Like that's what people always turn to. That has like the gas and uh, battery. But this takes out the gas and it's just strictly all battery. And the other day I used it all day long, used both of them, used the pass load and used this all day long. And this is just hands down without a doubt way nicer than the pass load. Did we weigh these? We did not weigh these. I forgot my scale. We need to update it because um, I don't think they're that different. I think it's where the weight is mm -hmm. that makes this one feel heavier. I definitely think this weighs more than the pass load, but the weight is balanced so much better that it, I actually enjoy holding it more. So, um, and I know you guys can't see this thing working, but we're gonna do a little sound thing, and I'll probably post a little video our, and some pictures on our Instagram on how this thing runs, and, but yeah, this thing shoots awesome. Let me grab a board. And I'm out of nails. But did you see how, hear how fast that was? <laughs> we plan everything out so uh, good. I the, mean, this is the precision, the, the commitment, uh -huh. everything that's involved in, I mean, our tool reviews so far have been just yeah. planned out very well. This is, without a doubt, the best podcast I've ever ran. <laughs> But no, I agree. I was watching, because um, I only used it just messing around, really, but it it seems like it's doing just as good of a job, and then you're not relying on two different sources to run out. Like, when your battery's dead, you're like, okay, I need to go charge my battery. It's not, oh, well, what's wrong now? Yeah. Because, like, when, when it ran out of fuel the other day, and you're like, oh, the battery's good, da-da-da, must be the fuel, then you change that. Whereas if it was literally just battery... And the way the battery attaches on this is so much better than on the pass load. I hate that two-stage connector now. Yeah, that's retarded. It doesn't make any sense. And then the battery is so small on the pass load, but it's, I think it's literally just creating a spark. Whereas this is actually doing stuff. Um, you about took out my microphone. Well, I've never really liked pass loads before. I've, I've used like the, the trim gun ones, and I've used the framings, and... Oh, they just take so much time to wind up. They misfire all the time. I don't like them. Did this, did this ever only put a nail in halfway? No. Because the, the pass load like, seems to do that all the time. Well, you just have to always be pushing hard against the wood. Well, maybe it's I requiring think that's too much pressure. If like they like let go before. Because like putting in a, 
um, just like stringer boards in between rafters. Mm -hmm. It seems like it never, you can never have enough pressure for the password to go all the way in. But I don't know, I didn't actually use this all day to know I think it's, if it's different. I personally felt like it fired way better and like sunk deep. Uh, as far as pass loads, I would, I would choose a pneumatic gun over a pass load anytime. Like I can't stand using the pass loads that much. So you'd haul around a hose and an air compressor? If I have to use it for more than like 10 nails, then yeah, I would do an air compressor every time. Uh, but with this gun, I think I would prefer using this gun than an uh, air gun. <laughs> Even if I was framing a house, I think I'd prefer this. Yeah. Like framing all day, I, I still feel like I would pick this. And what was the price point? It was like 400 bucks, something like that. Uh, price I think you get them for three. And then they come Which with is one battery and a charger, and you need to spend, what, another 80 for another battery so you could keep going? It's comparable if not cheaper than buying a pneumatic gun and a hose and a air compressor yeah and i think i think pass loads are even let's look it up real quick i don't know how much they are you know what they're too much for how not efficient they they're are. 300 bucks yeah so it's the same price point yeah so if you're thinking about buying a pass load a pneumatic Pass load pneumatic is 250 and the gas battery operated one is well, 300. Well, here's the thing. The main difference too is green's a better color than orange. Hmm. I guess that's uh, one way to look at it. Yeah. I think pass load sounds better than Modelo or whatever that is. Metabo? <laughs> <laughs> Modelo. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, that wraps up our episode and if you're curious about any of the stuff we're talking about and want to see what it looks like we will be posting pictures on instagram of some of the stuff we were talking about today also coming up soon we will start uh videotaping our episodes and putting them on youtube so keep in tune for that all right i think we're done you got anything else to add no that's it our uh, next episode actually is going to be an episode totally devoted to uh, homeowners though. So it's gonna be something about, you know, relations between construction workers and homeowners, how to get the best results, how to find the best people. So stay tuned for that. Will, I don't have a home. You might need to talk to somebody. You have a like... home. You just don't own your home. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody really owns their home. Yeah. Well, yeah. Some people do. <laughs> I guess. But still, I'll never own a home. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, it's been fun. Right. See you later. later.